You're listening to the Living Adventures Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Ashley Milkey and Victoria Vance. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday to hear our honest conversations about topics like freedom, creativity, spirituality, luxury living, health and wellness, and above all else, building community. We have real and unfiltered conversations inspired by our search to feel connected to people who give a shit about us, support our dreams, and understand our struggles. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to navigate any moment in your life with the lens of your neurodivergent mind, with a community who gets you. Adventure on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Living Adventures podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ashley Milky, with Victoria Vance. And we are so pumped today to talk about all things rest and resting during the holidays and just how how we view rest when we have ADHD and how it impacts you and specifically how it impacts you as a business owner as well and what to do when you're not getting enough of it, all those things, all those things. But before we dive in, I'm on like an adrenaline high because I just bought Taylor Swift tickets and I don't even know what to do with myself. It took me 42 minutes to get them and there were a lot of highs and lows and I think my mind is scattered after that experience. Yeah, I was just vibing here. What a life you live. What a life you live. The things I do for the things I want. No, but um, I guess we should start off with hyperfixations. What's yours? I don't really have one, if I'm honest. I I, it's more like I'm really, really excited. I go home next week or this week, five days. Um, and so I'm excited to get attacked with love by baby Bo, mm-hmm. the dog. And I'm very excited to cook and everything and start streaming and so that will start happening by the time everyone's hearing this and so if you want to come learn cooking and everything and when ashley and i end up in arizona in a few weeks after you'll be hearing this um we'll definitely be doing a lot of them together and so you should come join that because it'll be fun and chaotic yeah that'll be so fun i want to learn how to cook better and victoria's a good cook so i'm excited for that my hyper focus of the week has actually been like just within the past couple of days because I downloaded Euphoria on my phone to watch on my four and a half hour flight to Mexico. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we're back together. Um, and so I've just been binging that. I already watched all of season one. That, that, How it's, many episodes? It's only eight episodes. Oh. I watched like four on the plane. It was four hours. So I did that and now I'm on season two and and there's three seasons. So I got so much to watch. I plan on that as my activity of the week is going to be watching all of that. That's going to be done by the time like Ohio. Oh, by the time I go to Ohio for Thanksgiving, I'm going to have to download a different thing to watch. That's going to be knocked out of there. If anybody has any good TV recommendations, like please send them because I'm bored. So true. What is there to watch? All the, besides White Lotus is out now. That one's good. Nothing. Nothing is intriguing me. Yeah. After the House of the Dragon ended, uh, I lost all hope until White Lotus came out. And now I'm still like, but that's only once a week. And I was watching The Handmaid's Tale and like now that's done too. So I, I used to have like little things to look forward to like Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. And now I'm like, what do I, what do I do with all this time? You know? I have no idea. No, I don't know either, but that's okay. Well, I guess um, that's it on hyperfixations. <laughs> that's pretty lackluster, but no, it's fine. That sometimes there's not always things to do. There's not always one thing to do. And we, we don't, I, I feel like personally, I don't have that many right now because of kind of what I've been focusing on, which is stuff we're talking about today. And so that like plays a big part in that. And so, yeah, it's okay. 
Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll dive into today's topic. Yeah. Which is... You wanted to introduce this. So so. this is how this topic came up. I have already been seeing so many posts about business owners who are like, I'm planning on taking the last two weeks of December off from work. How do I prepare my business for it? And there's so much advice and so much bad advice. And a lot of the advice is like, oh, well, plan 20 posts in advance and get them scheduled and do this and do this to plan ahead. And I'm like, taking two weeks off from work doesn't mean that you should cram those two weeks of work into the first half of December. I'm like, that is a horrible idea. But I think that's a lot like how a lot of business owners look at vacation. They, If they want to go on vacation, they need to do all their work in those short time period that they have before they leave. And that is horrible. But I mean, people do that in nine to fives too, right? You just do more work so you can take time off, but you should be allowed to do normal amounts of work, still take time off and vibe. And so that got, well, me and Victoria have already been thinking a lot about rest and how that impacts our business. But that got me thinking specifically about how, like, if you're listening to this now, it's already December and you're probably already thinking about how you're tackling the month. Um, And so there's a lot to be said about how to actually rest and not overwork yourself. Yeah. And, you know, like with how it shows up in businesses is like, that's kind of like a learned behavior in many job cultures and hustle culture of like having to get every single thing done still, like even if you want to take a break and something when you do own your own business is you're unlearning a lot of those tactics. And so this is another one that you have to unlearn. And I think we kind of forget where that came from. And it's something we have been heavily tackling in our lives lately and has been incredibly beneficial and has come up in like many ways. And I, we also want to talk about, at least I do of how to implement rest more often. So it's not Mm. just like a feeling of needing a constant vacation or needing a break because you just kind of get them. And that for me really started when Ashley was coming back to Mexico and she was talking to friends at the dog park and they're like, why didn't you just go on like a vacation? Why do you keep like, going on workations and everything. Some of it stems from we've created our businesses and our lives to just function that we haven't said in a long time of, I need a vacation because we can take a break when we want. And part of that being because we know that like, I don't have to be working and doing everything at the front for me to make a sale or to be successful or anything. Like I've built it so it can thrive. Not necessarily fully without me, but without me 24-7. Totally. Yeah. I actually saw a TikTok yesterday, and it was some guy who was, like, saying, I either want to be CEO, master of the boardroom, rocking all my meetings, or I want to run away from my life and go be a bartender in Mexico and never, like, work again, really. And I'm like, okay, these are, like, two extremes. And, like, where's the middle? Because you shouldn't want to run away from your life. You should create a life that, like, you enjoy living. And I agree, like, one that you don't feel like you have to take a vacation from. And, like, obviously take vacations. Yes. Rest, intentional rest is important. But, like Victoria said, both of us have worked really hard and are still working hard because it's a daily challenge to learn how to navigate work and rest in a way that it's – a daily practice and not like a thing we need or a thing we have to look forward to at the end of December, we can finally have time off, you know, like how can you structure your schedule that allows you to feel rested and creative and all those things? Yeah. Because when you go on vacation and you don't have that balance in your current life is so you go on that vacation and then you feel worse when you come back because now everything you have to do again, 
you're entering in. It's basically like therapist world. You talk about it as like you live in a dirty tank, you're the fish, and then you take the fish out, put it in a clean tank, and then you put it right back into the dirty tank. Nothing solved. That's a good analogy. And so if you don't put it into clearer water in a long term, or at least like a little bit less dirty, you're always just going to feel that and you're going to feel like you need to go on either end. Yeah. And so how do you build your life with a cleaner tank more often, even if it's not the cleanest tank in the world where it's like the beautiful Mexico waters or whatever, but like it's a little bit better and it's not as draining constantly and it doesn't kill you 24 seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest thing to learn. And it's like, you have to like clean little parts of your tank at a time. You can't just like completely upend your life and be like, okay, cool. Now I'm going to rest more and not be so stuck in hustle culture. Like I think I've been dismantling my hustle culture mindset for like over a year now, like almost a year. This time last year I was burnt out. So it's been about a year of me like completely dismantling. And even this week I came back to Mexico and I was like, okay, this time in Mexico, I'm going to work way less. I want to see practice rest. And I've been getting a lot of like intuitive downloads and just like pings that I need to scale back how much I work to allow myself to have space to be creative again. Something Victoria and I've been talking about a lot this week is how creativity comes from rest. And when you're rested, you get connected to your good ideas, but it's hard to force those good ideas to happen. One thing I think of is like when I worked in corporate America and people would be like, okay, Ashley, come up with a creative marketing campaign right now on the spot. And I was like, whoa, like I can't just be creative right now. But like when you allow yourself like space and time to not focus on the thing and just be, that's when the creativity comes to you. And, and like the way this plays out with ADHD is like one, we have a hard time with working memory. So it's like, if I were to say like, what's your favorite color right now? It's like your, your mind might go blank on like colors. It's just like, oh, uh, uh, now you're put on the spot. And the second thing is kind of like pathological demand avoidance, PDA is like very common. Uh, they talked about with autism, but also how it impacts executive function is really important to like think about. And this is the same way. So like me saying, actually like, Think of this amazing idea right now, please. And you're like, it's like that demand for doing that, like impacts your working memory and executive function where you just literally cannot create anything off the bot, like, like off the spot. So how can we make an invitation for you to do that of like, oh, actually, like, let's start working on this. What is something that I can do? What are the resources that you need to start doing that? Yeah. What is the deadline that you would need for that? And yeah. we're like, how can I start helping you do that? Because creativity will never come from demand. And so- because your executive function just goes out the window and your working memory and you just don't know how. So how can we create a life that's like more, has more invitations and less demand and thinking about that, like gross fish tank metaphor and how like it takes actually like a year to dismantle all this beliefs is like, I have never personally cleaned a fish tank in my life, but I know there's a process. One, taking out the fish, taking out the water, now you have to clean each part of the tank. You have to do deep cleans sometimes. You have to do lighter cleans. You have to clean the filtration thing. You have to clean all of the parts that are in it. You might have to add new things in. Some things just need to go. Then we put everything back in. And so it's like we need to completely change things, but that takes a process. It's not one thing at a time. But you're going to start noticing things as they go. Because even if you just put in clean water next and you put the fish back in, it will be a little bit better, but for a short amount of time. So we got to keep working at it and maintaining the resilience to keep working at it as well. So if you're having a hard time with inviting rest, know that like we cannot be zero to a hundred to rest. It's going to take time to continue to invite it and cultivate it. 
Yeah. And like thinking about like the invitation to do things and things like that, I think of like, for me, I had to think of like, what are all the things I have to do? Because we just talked about an example with a job, right? But like we create demands on ourselves all the time. I'm like, for a long time, it was like, Ashley, you have to post three times a day on TikTok. You have to post every single day to Instagram. You have to send out an email list. You have to launch this offer. And so we need to take a look at like, what are all these have tos? And like, what are the things that you actually have to do? Because a lot of times I think we're overly demanding of ourselves. And Victoria and I have talked about this a lot with like, sometimes we'll have expectations for ourselves that we would never have for an employee because expectations we have are too high for ourselves, right? So we need to take a look at that. Like, where are we expecting more of ourselves than we would ever expect of a friend or a coworker or an employee? So we can start to see like, oh, like I've been demanding too much of myself. I've been pushing myself too hard. I think I need to scale back. And that's something I went through recently. And like in Mexico, that's why I'm taking time to not work as much because I was in that zone where like, I have to post three times a day, I have to sell this thing. And I'm like, what if you just didn't? And the question I've been asking myself a lot lately is like, what if I could make this experience more enjoyable And the times where I'm doing things I don't want to do, where I'm feeling tired, where I'm forcing myself, like, what could I do to make this more enjoyable? Sometimes that's don't do it at all. Sometimes that's do a little piece of the project. Sometimes that's bring in a friend, phone a friend, you know, and those, that big question can help you start to see, okay, maybe rest is needed. Maybe this task isn't so necessary right now. And I like what you're saying that as like, okay, your old belief of like, you have to post three times a day. And some were like, oh my gosh, wait, why did I ever do that? And it's like, no, like I did that so I could be consistent to get comfortable doing it. And in that moment, you did need to do that. Yeah. But that served me then. Is it still serving me now? And what do I really need to do now? Like I've been doing that for a year. Like that means I have a lot out there. I don't have to do as much every single day. And I have the ability to step back and reprocess. So true. And like creating a place to continue to step back so you can reevaluate that. It's true. And sometimes it can feel really unsafe to pull back and stop resting, especially like I'll give from the business owner perspective. And I'm sure in a nine to five too, but like as a business owner, it can feel like if you pull back, then you're not going to make money. Like if I take a step back, if I stop putting out content, if I trust myself in this moment, what if I'm trusting my, I'm not the right person to trust. You know, like if I don't post today, I haven't posted in a few days. Am I still going to sign clients? That's a big fear. And I think you have to learn like what does safety mean for you in the moment I had to learn how to get safe in the income that I have and know that I'm actually safe like projecting my numbers seeing what money is already coming in things like that but also trusting that if I follow my intuition and my intuition is telling me to rest and not post that's the right answer and then you'll start to get evidence that your intuition was right for example like I have people who I sent, you know, invoices out to that I needed to follow up on, but I was like yesterday, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to follow up with them because I'm, I'm resting right now. And they got back to me and I'm like, okay, okay. Thank you. I, I see I am on the right path, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like learning that it's okay to take a little bit extra time, which can be really hard for us because we're like, everything feels like such a high priority to oh, us. Yeah. Um, and like learning to set those priorities, but also learning to like put yourself as high because we often put ourselves as like the lowest priority possible. Mm. And also I want to start bringing into the conversation of like a way I have used rest in the past. And I know you, you agreed with this is, um, using like your period of rest. So let's say, Oh, I have two weeks off. Now I can get ahead. Oh yeah. And that's a really toxic place I led myself into and never actually getting any rest because I was like, oh, everyone's taking time off. Let me get ahead. 
Yeah. And I was just like, oh, let me do all of the portfolio things. Let me get all of this done. And so that when I'm back, I'm like fully back and ready to go and everything. And I can focus all on that. But like, then I never took time off. Yeah. And so I was just constantly on like the burnout wagon going and going and going. And you, you know, it's crazy about that. Like that kind of, that applies to like vacation, right? You get ahead on your vacation, but that is also happening in day-to-day life with so many people. So many of my clients, you know, you create a to-do list for the day, right? With your like, hopefully three things that you want to get done and you get the three things done. And let's say you get them done at 12 and you're like, okay, well I have more time in the day. Let me just do tomorrow's to-do list. Like you said, so I can get ahead and you're never actually enjoying the moment or your day or even rewarding yourself for doing an awesome job of getting done exactly what you needed to get done. And if you're struggling with like planning out what you need to get done and stuff, listen to next week's episode because it'll be on goal setting. But you have to allow yourself to like say that was enough. One of the things I always do with my clients is creating a good, better, best to-do list. I guess I should talk about that next week, but we'll talk about it now since I already said it, where it's like, what is good enough for today? If I did these two things, that's good enough. What is better if I did these two extra things, that's even better. And then best case scenario, if I could crush all of these topics, what would that be for the day? And doing your to-do list like that allows you to look at, okay, maybe I only got to these two things, but I'm feeling really tired. That's enough. And you need to have that that's enough point so you can allow yourself to have fun and rest and do things that are like hobbies or or just feel good to you, you know? And it's also like understanding why rest is so important. And so I have a lot of clients who, when they first come to me, they feel like everything is so hard. It feels like to do any small task, any little thing in their life, it feels like they are moving a boulder up and into like Mount Everest. It is exhausting to them. And we slowly integrate rest into their lives against their will in some ways, but not (laughs) understanding that. Yeah. And as they slowly do that and allow themselves to take small breaks, they're like, oh my gosh, I can, I can take a break and I can get back on task and I can get it all done and I got it done faster. And they learn that they can take small breaks that are actual breaks because yes, scrolling on your phone is acceptable sometimes. Okay. But also not all the time because it's not a break, but sometimes it is a break. Yeah. And so understanding the difference of when it is a break and when it is draining you, if you have 10 minutes and you're really feeling tired and then scrolling through your phone makes you even more tired, that's not the break that you needed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And understanding that for yourself, it's a fine line that we all have to learn. There's cues, but knowing that you can take those breaks. You can get back on topic. You can get back on task and you can get everything done and understanding like not to use it in a bad sense of productivity. I'll I'll be more productive if I rest and everything, but knowing like I can rest, it's okay. And I will be able to get back on task because my brain will be rested. I'll be in a better place and I can do that. And when they're finishing, they're uh, working with me after three months, they'll be like, Oh, Hey, wow. I can like, I can get back on task. I don't, I am allowed to take breaks. I, everything is not as urgent as it once was. I can set priorities. I don't have to do every single thing in the same day. Yeah. And I don't have to create a month's worth of to-do list in one day and get that done and then be like, what am I doing all month? Yeah. I have a question. What, do you know in your human design, what your not self theme is? Like for example, when I'm not in alignment or not being myself, according to human design, I'm a projector. My not self theme is bitterness. Oh, mine's anger. Anger. Okay. Because I was thinking about this and like, what are signs that I need to rest? 
for me, the minute I'm getting bitter or salty about things I'm seeing, I know it's time for me to take a break. Like if I am scrolling on the internet and I see people who are succeeding, I'm like, oh, this is so gross, whatever. I've, lately, I've been seeing people selling stuff and like giving tips for business advice. And I'm like, oh, I hate that. Why are they giving business advice? That's so gross. And I get really bitter about it. And I'm like, girl, because you're not in the area of your life to be selling stuff right now. You need to take a break. And so, yeah, I know you're laughing because we've already talked. Well, you can go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so that human design can be helpful for figuring out signs it's time for a break. But you can tell about it, your experience. Ashley pointed out my um, last time in Mexico before I, I knew my, my not self theme or whatever yeah. it's called is when I'm scrolling on TikTok late at night, I'll just start screaming at my phone. Literally yelling. <laughs> I was so alarmed the first time it happened. I'm like, oh, this is a pattern. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Sometimes you need somebody else to point out your pattern. Yeah. Um, and she was like, maybe you should like get off. Maybe you're just done for the day. And I was like, you're right. So now every time I yell at my phone, that's a cute, but now I've actually in the past, like months since you've been gone, I don't yell at my phone nearly as much. Good job. Because I, yeah. I noticed it and I yeah. noticed what starts causing it before it gets there. Mm. Um, and so also getting some people off my algorithm was very helpful as well, but yeah. mine is anger. And it's like, I just start screaming and I'm like, no, you're wrong. Are you freaking kidding me? That's the <laughs> stupid ass thing to say. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, guess what? It's time. It's time to be off. It's time to go. Yeah. And I screamed at my phone yesterday when, or two days ago when I was in the bathroom. I was like, nope, it's time to get off your phone, Victoria. And yeah, I just like did. threw it against the couch and I just went and took a shower. Yeah, it's so funny. And so like if you can look, go look up your human design, you literally Google human design. And then like you can figure that out. They have like these not self themes. And it's so true. If I'm bitter, if I'm feeling bitter about anything, it could be from my phone or it could just be like, as I'm working, if I'm feeling resistant to working in any way, I'm like, oh, it's because I need rest. It's because my brain isn't in it. It's because I don't want to be doing this right now. What if I gave myself space to do the thing I actually wanted to do and ask myself? And I think it's cool that you like talked about your clients about how they learned that they can rest. And I think the step after that, when you like start to integrate more rest into your life is learning to lean on your intuition to tell you when you're supposed to rest, right? Like, and slowing down enough that you can ask yourself before you head into a task or, or whatever, like, what, if I could be doing anything right now, what would I want to do? And I ask myself that a lot. And sometimes it's like, take a nap. And I'm like, sure, I need to take a nap right now. If I could do anything right now, what would I want to do? I'd be like, oh, I want to film a video on this topic, right? And like allowing that creativity to guide you and then learning to trust that you are a good decision maker. And I think that's hard to do with ADHD is like trust that you're a good decision maker and that you know what to do to get you the best result, you know? Yeah. And so some, whenever we're working on like trust within yourself, I start to like try and be like, when was one time that you made a decision in the past month, in the past year, in the past three years, whatever, that you believed in a decision on yourself and maybe other people didn't agree, but you did it and it turned out well. What is yeah. one, no matter how small of an example it is. And like building upon those to build your confidence on that, to start making another small one, another small one, to making bigger ones. Yeah. And it's the same thing with rest. And it's like understanding that rest doesn't also just have to be sleeping. There's a lot of different types of rest. There's learning. seven types of rest. If you saw that one Twitter thread, have you seen that? I think I think so. I have it written down. Hold on. I'll tell you it right now. If I can pull it up, keep talking. And so understanding the type of rest you need in a certain thing, something I do with my clients and actually kind of was just talking about that is I like to call them brain days. Um, and with my clients, I'll, I'll start with them doing like 30 minutes or an hour 
And it's taking time every so often. For me, I like to do at least a whole brain day every single month where I don't have to do anything I do not want to. And so that means there's nothing on my calendar. There's nothing. It's just a me day. And obviously I need to take care of my basic needs. Um, if I'm with a dog named Bo, I have to take care of Bo's basic needs. But besides that, I get to ask myself, like, what do I want to eat? And if it's even not the greatest thing in the world, it doesn't matter. I get to want to eat. If I don't want to clean up, I don't have to clean up right away. If I want to start a project and then not finish it, I don't have to. And asking myself, like, every, like, 30 minutes to an hour of, like, do I want to continue doing this? And if no, I'm allowed to get up and leave. And, like, mm-hmm. giving myself a place for my brain to make those decisions in that really small way can also mm-hmm. learn to help you trust your intuition as well as build confidence with rest. And it's a good thing because, like, with ADHD, we are not meant to finish everything, but we're meant to finish some things. And you'll learn that in mm. those times. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, some things are not meant to be finished. That's a cool thing to, like, practice with, especially with all or nothing mindset. But, okay, I found the seven types of rest. So I'm going to go through them, and then we can give examples of how we do that kind of rest. Okay. Okay, so the first one is physical rest, which is, like, really easy. Like, you need sleep. So I'll take naps in the middle of the day. I'll make sure I get enough sleep at night. I don't pull all-nighters or anything like that. What about you? Yeah, I would say, like, physical rest is extremely important, especially with ADHD. Um, and I will also say not sponsored at all uh, with hydrant, hot cocoa pads. Oh, hydrant. If you are working late or if your brain is not able to turn off one night, that is a great thing to the have. Best. A lot of my clients use it. We both love it. I will say if you chug it, you're going to knock out probably. Because- oh, my gosh. Funny story. Okay. So I used the hydrant packet one time because – so I – like learns that I can't drink coffee, but I've had a time where I drank coffee to see if I could drink it and it was going to keep me up all night. So I was like, okay, let's counteract this bad experience with some hydrant hot cocoa, which is so good. You just like mix it in your frother with milk and it just makes this creamy hot cocoa. But I did, I chugged it like Victoria said, and all of a sudden, like 20 minutes in, I felt my body go, and it just like turned off and Victoria said she drank it and I was like okay well in 20 minutes it's gonna kick in and she was like okay I guess I'm not gonna shower before bed because I'm not trying to pass out in the shower (laughs) yeah um and so I didn't pass out because I did not go oh I mean I did pass out but I didn't shower and it really didn't hit like in 20 or 30 minutes yeah it was good um and so if you're like working late or those days that you just really are having a hard time like turning off your brain that's a great like alternative to just get yourself to sleep because you're going to have be overthinking more. You're just going to be more anxious if you're not sleeping and you're just going to spiral a lot more. So that's like the first so thing to start working on. Yeah. Okay. So then the next kind of rest is mental rest. So this is like time where you don't need to be solving any problems. And I think what, well, I guess like hiking, we are solving problems, but I think like things like journaling, meditating, the activities that don't require you to think playing with Max, going on walks, reading yeah things where you can just kind of like your brain is vibing for me okay yes in that it's saying like no mental work um with adhd and our brains being hyperactive a lot and very good at problem solving i'm going to counteract and say that puzzles could be good there even though technically you are problem solving in there for me because I can fully disassociate into a yeah. puzzle. Maybe that's a bad thing. I even think like it almost like like something where you're moving. Like I think coloring, you know, where coloring like- is a really great. Uh, I have a lot of clients who will color as they're winding down for the night. Like get yourself an adult color book. Yeah, great thing. I almost think of mental rest as like yeah, like an unwind routine. Like even if I'm doing my face uh, skincare routine, like that's very like 
relaxing. Mm-hmm. I'm not using my brain. It's the same thing every time. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. The next one is social rest. So this is like time away from people or hanging out with people intentionally. So I think it's like two things. It's like either time away from people or intentional time with the right groups of people. Yeah, because, like, there's people that drain you and there's people who don't. And so, like, Ashley and I do not drain each other, um, but we still need time apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so knowing that we can come together and we can have great time together. And I'm not necessarily, like, after hanging out with Ashley, I'm like, oh, my God. Thank God I'm alone. Thank God. Finally alone. I'm like, okay, like, time to find my brain, time to have me time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think like, even when I quit my nine to five, I noticed like how much more rested I felt after pulling myself out of like a toxic environment that like had a lot of high demands in a lot of social situations. So it's nice to have that time to just be like, well, all the time in the world because I work home alone, (laughs) but you know, yeah, I have like no social demands anymore. And honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say, yeah. And like, I I think the other part is like only saying yes to social things that you really want to go to because social things can be so, so draining if it's not the right place. I have cultivated my life so deeply in friendship wise that like, if I don't keep anybody in my life that I do not want. So if anybody's in my life that is listening to this, congrats, you have won an award. Um, but a lot of my friends, like they keep up with me online, which has actually been a really beneficial thing for me that I don't have to like I don't have to keep up with anybody keep up with everyone. Cause they're like, Oh, I see you're okay. I see you're fine. And like, they don't have to like text me to make sure I'm fine. Like um, they still do and everything, but it's create like stopped that demand for myself. Nice. That makes sense. Um, okay. The next one after that is spiritual rest, which doesn't have to be like technically spiritual. It just means that you feel a part of something bigger. Like, and so I think if you don't want to view it as spiritual, you can view it as community community or like, um, going like volunteering type of thing. Yeah. I think it's just like something more than just for you. Yeah. Feeling a part connected to a bigger purpose than just the purpose of yourself. So like, even like, I think I have my made for everything group or even your body doubling, like people come to those groups and like, yes, they're there to serve themselves, but they're actually helping people within those communities that we've created. So like that could be their spiritual arrest because they're contributing to other people, helping other people grow and foster their own lives and things like that. Okay. The next one is sensory rest. So this is like time away from stimulation, basically. Yes. (laughs) I love this. This is important for ADHD. And I also want to say in sensory rest, you can, I think people get this wrong that they think they need to remove all areas. You do not have to. And so whenever I say like, oh, you need to take time and process, you need to take time, um, rest you need to take time in like a peaceful place is that like i don't want no sound like i need something and i'm like okay let's like if it's like you need to be consuming something we need to work on that and talk about that but a lot of times like especially if i'm having a sensory overload i will say this again there is a thing uh on the com app there is a song called sensory alignment it is made by a person with adhd it's peter something i forget his name he's a composer um, and it's about his journey with ADHD and what it feels like in composing a piano piece. The first time I heard that, I literally just cried because I was already in a sensory overload and everything. Mm-hmm. And that is great for just destimulating my brain. Yeah. And it's just a really great winding place. And so it's like, yes, I'm still consuming something, but it doesn't have any words or any like meaning to consume. And yeah. so it's just like a vibrational wave. And so you do not need to be in like a sensory deprivation tank of your own self to be in a sensory rest 
we have that all or nothing approach where it has to be absolutely mm. nothing. It doesn't need to be nothing. I want that to be clear. Yeah. It can be really traumatizing. For yeah. Me. Cause I think, I think of it, you have to think of it as like levels, right? If usually you're operating in a world where sensory, like your senses are at level eight with the stuff that you're consuming, let's take it down to a level seven. That could be resting for you. And I didn't think of myself like something that really changed my days. And I notice now is every day at 12, I go on a walk with Max. And I notice that if I push that walk back and I'm like on my phone or I'm working or I'm consuming, like all of a sudden in the middle of the day, I'll have like the worst headache and my eyes will hurt really bad. And sometimes I'm like, why am I so irritable right now? Like what's wrong with me? And it's like, oh, I needed that sensory rest time. I needed to step away from all of the screens and go on a walk and have like when you're walking, your senses are still activated, but it's like going from that level 10 to that level four, you know? Yeah. And so it's like understanding if you're at a level where you need to consume constantly is like, okay, what is a level of consumption that we can like make it lower? So it's not new consumption and it's old. So like, that's kind of like watching a safety TV show or whatever. Yeah. And so that you can slowly get more comfortable with that. Cause like, I was not comfortable now. I will say I am very comfortable sitting in silence. Like I've, we've been going to a pool every day. Like I don't, sometimes I do sit there with like music playing, but sometimes I'll literally just sit there with headphones in to feel and like kind of have a cue for people not to talk to me. Mm. But a lot of times nothing will be playing and I will be sitting in silence. But that is because I've cultivated and worked on that for years. And I don't ever go if I'm in a really anxious bout. I do not go right into like alone quiet times because my brain will spiral. I mm. still have that. I understand that about myself. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that alone. But I have like a guided meditation or music that I will always go to right away. And that will help bring me down and understanding I can't go hundred to zero. Yeah. I might be able to go hundred to 50 and that that 50 is the best I can do that. Nice. That makes sense. Okay. The next one is emotional rest, which is like, you don't have to put on a show. You can just like be yourself or even like, you know, just emotion, like emotional deescalation, right? If you're in those high states, like you were just talking about, like knowing that you have those guided meditations to lean on, to bring you back down to a more calmer state. But I also think emotional rest is like, I don't know, like sometimes it can feel like you have to be on, especially I think with ADHD. Yeah. And you're taking off the mask. Yeah. It's taking off the mask. Like you need that time to actually be yourself, be a hermit, be whoever the heck you want to be during that time. And it's like, during that time, it's also interesting to explore uh, like how you are in that and how you can implement that more often in the world. Yeah. And so that how you can, you don't have to have as much time to work on like take for that emotional rest. And, right. Like, how I can just be that person. Yeah. More often. Right. Yeah. I feel that way a lot. Like I feel like, um, when I first started showing up on social media for my business, because I, I came from such a professional setting, I was like, I need to be on all the time. Like I was at work. I need to be super professional. I mean, I've like, people can't know that I'm silly or weird or goofy because they won't respect me. And like slowly as I've gotten more comfortable and I'm like, no, I'm going to be a successful business owner. No matter what I do, I'm going to be weird, silly, goofy. And something I think of is like, take all the personality traits that you have and imagine if instead of feeling shame around them or people judged you for them, every time you walked in the room, they were like, Oh yeah, that's just, that's just Ashley. Ashley's silly, goofy, weird. And she's super successful and everybody respects her, even though she loves playing Sims or, you know, like be that, like, like, even though you have these qualities that you can't shove into a box, it's like, yeah, that's just how they are. They flow with the wind and we love that about them. 
Yeah, and it's like for me, like day one, I started showing up on social media in a sweatshirt. Like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm gonna wear whatever the heck I want. I'm gonna do whatever I want because it's like, why should I have to behave a certain way? And that's also because like I do come from a design field, which is a lot less professional. I no, guess, I was working at a university. That's um, real professional. And so in design, like you basically show up in like jeans and a t-shirt. You could wear a sweatshirt to the office, and if it's, as long as it's not like a hoodie. You could wear, like, a crew neck sweatshirt to the office if you really want to. Wow. As long as it doesn't have stains or anything. And so I was like, well, I already did this in my, like, so why can't I do this now? Because, like, I'm designing my own life. I'm designing my own business. Mm. Like, I can do whatever I want. I'll show up on a fucking stage speaking to 100,000 people. I'll show up in a sweatshirt. I don't give a shit. I love it. As long as it doesn't it. have stains on it, as long as I'm comfortable. Because my comfort comes before yours. Yeah. Yeah, and my message is the same no matter what I'm wearing. My values are the same, even if I'm a little bit weird. If you think I'm weird, or if you think I'm silly or too bubbly or whatever, like, and it's like the if, you're, if you think it's disrespectful for me to be comfortable, I want you to sit with that. You, that's your. That's not for me. That's a, that's your trigger of the day, and you can take that through to be magnetic yourself. <laughs> because it's truly about like putting yourself first. And so it's like my emotional needs might be like, I need to be comfortable in the sweatshirt today or I cannot go out into the world. So I'm going to put my comfort before yours. Yeah, totally. Okay. I love the last one. It ends on like exact, the exact note of initially what we've been talking about all week, why we've been talking about rest ourselves outside of the podcast. The last type of rest that you have to get of the seven types of rest is creative rest. Which means time away from creation, time away from using your brain. You know, I think also like this could be looked at because like some of these things are things you need rest from and the rest of, um, like you do need times to be creative and being creative can be restful, but creativity comes from rest. I think it's also, cause I don't know. Let's see. Well, it's like, I guess what, um. I'm trying to think, because in my opinion, with, like, creativity, rest is, like, is that rest from all creativity itself? And, like, that's, I think that's definitely needed. Okay, here's what it is. Surrounding yourself with inspiration can help replenish your drained resources and take the pressure to create off your mind. Yes. The pressure to create off your mind. Like, kind of what we talked about in the beginning. And, like, finding sources. So, it's, like, for you, creativity in your business can come from sins. Yes. Right? And so, it's, like, something that's talked about heavily in design is make sure you never stop living a life because your life inspires, inspires you. your thing. And that's also talked about like heavily in like the um, uh, film world and everything and writing and making characters is like you need to go out and have dinner and everything. And so that's why like pandemic was really hard for that because then people stopped living. And so like how can they recreate that? Yeah. Um, because that's where a lot of inspiration comes from. And so for like design, that's important. So it's like, yeah, maybe like, Though it doesn't look like to you, but me playing video games and having things going on in the back of my mind and like creating a world inside of whatever video game I want, that can be a creative influence and energy source for me because I am cultivating a world and a dream place, everything I want. I have complete control over that. And, and it sparks ideas. Spark ideas. And I can implement the control that I can't in the real world. Yeah. Even, I mean, video games, yeah, but even consuming like movies or TV yes. shows, I cannot tell you how many parallels and comparisons I draw from random characters and TV shows to business and my life all the time. And that sparks creativity for me. And so like those things that I feel like we were once shamed for as kids, 
watching TV, playing video games, like those are great sources of inspiration and actually a huge part of rest that you need. That doesn't mean you have to play video games or watch TV. You can go on a walk or like journal or like go hang out with friends, whatever that is. But something that doesn't have any type of demand for you to be creative helps spark creativity back into your life. Another example, I would like sign a client when I did this. So in May, Ashley and I went out for drinks and drink and it was called like, what was it? Like jeans, jeans, uh, blue jean jacket, blue jeans, blue jeans, blue jeans, blue jeans. It was some cooler. No, I'm pretty sure it's called blue jeans. I don't know. We went out for this drink at a place where we, uh, place where we kind of lived and we, it was a drink we both liked. And when we were talking, we were talking about a lot of different things, but I was like, I could do this better. And so I went home the next day and made it better. And we actually then like drank a version of that because we did a little like barbecue that night. Skinny but jeans. Skinny jeans. Like, it was better than blue jeans. Skinny <laughs> jeans. Um, and so that was like our drink for the summer that we never drank again. But <laughs> 98% so would be like, it was for me. I was like, oh, here, I can make this better. And so it was like taking a basis and like a foundation and just like amplifying it and giving it the things. And like, I talked about it as like, oh, this is what I do for my clients is like, I see you for everything that you are, but I'm going to show you like other ways to amplify you and grow you even more in a way that you don't even understand might be possible for you and help you just become larger and better in whatever those ways are and everything. And then a client was like, oh my gosh, you're not trying to like, change me and force me to be something completely different. And I'm like, no, you can't go from a skinny jeans to like a Cosmo. Like we don't need to do that. We yeah. can just glorify your skinny jeans and yeah. you can be who you are. You are your own drink. Um, and so it's like me being creative of like having a conversation, having a real world conversation, yeah. going home, creating it and having fun in a fun place. And then bringing that into work is that is actively influencing what I do. And so you have to live a life outside of your work and everything. Yeah. That's why it's important. And that's why it's important to like, and how to help, uh, relieve burnout. Yeah. I even think of like our, us this week, like, you know, you had to live that experience to get those ideas. Victoria and I have been working like maybe an hour a day while we're in Mexico this week because it's vacation week. Um, and like so many of our experiences, I know are going to spark future conversations that we have that are already sparking conversations we're having now, like around creativity and rest. And it's because like, we aren't demanding ourselves to be creative. So those ideas can come. And something that I do to like help cultivate those and look back because I'm like, Oh my God, this is so important. I want to remember this and everything is I'll just like jot down a note. And so it's like kind of like an idea of all kind of like, uh, Oh, this is something to continue thinking about and me writing it down. Like reminds the back of my brain, I think, to think about it. Yeah. Often. And so it's like, I'm not actually thinking about, but two months down the line, something might trigger that. And I might know the entire thing, what to do. Sometimes I'll film a video and I've lately been calling this my idea vault. And then I sit on it. And then four days later, I'm like, Oh, this is how to do it better. This is everything that I need to execute the idea. And this is everything they need to know about that. And then I do that and it goes great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We've been talking about that, about how, like, about when you get creativity ideas. And so like, it's like, there's the pressure to create, but you already have the idea. So there's even more pressure to create, but what do you do if you actually need rest? That's something I've been struggling with. Like the idea vault, 
she's popping. That idea vault is full of ideas, but I haven't had the physical energy or desire to do stuff. And that not self theme comes up. So the idea of filming something, I feel bitter about it. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, I don't want to create in that energy. So I need to honor what I need and rest. And I think with ADHD, we have this fear that it's like, well, I have all the energy right now and I have the creativity spark right now. And so I need to go execute it and everything before I leave it because in the past it's like left and everything. And because like we've tried to chase it and because yeah. we tried to force it out at that point, then we're like, well, then we just need to put it out right now. And like, I am a huge culprit of that by accident. <laughs> um, and it's something I'm deeply working on right now. And that's why I'm like, okay, I can film my idea. And it doesn't have to be published. And it doesn't have to be published. Maybe it never gets published. That's okay too. Maybe it gets published in two years when yeah. I refilm it. So it's better. fun fact, the seven ideas or the seven types of rest is it's, if you're on YouTube, it's literally on my notes app and it was tips on how to do things while burnt out. And I was literally going to use this as a post for selling burnout breakup. And then I never used it. And then like, what is this? I wrote this in September. It's now November, two months later, and it's getting used. Yep. So like this came, this, I didn't even think about this until you said something about rest. And I was like, oh yeah, there are seven types of rest. And so this idea, it's literally a full freaking post that I wrote out has now become relevant two months later. And just like you said, it was in the back of my mind and just waiting for the right spot. And this is like, oh, your intuition is so good because at the right time, your brain will tell you when you need that creative idea. And like, oftentimes I'm finding them lately because my uh, coach personally, great. Uh, she sends me Dharma talks on YouTube um, by specific people, which I'm not saying is for everyone. Um, I find them really helpful and they're great for cultivating creativity for me. And they'll be like an hour and a half long. Sometimes I'll just sleep during them and it's a great thing to like fall asleep on YouTube. But sometimes they will just say things that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I've had a thought. And so it's like, they'll trigger me and I'll make a video about that because it's like, it reminded me of the thought of a few months ago. And so like allowing the thought to like, it exists, you created it once and it's going to come back in another way. And it will, it's okay if it comes back in another way to serve you in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know the outcome and how it yeah. all works right at the beginning. Oh, it's so okay. true. Yeah, because I thought the seven types of rest was for burnout breakup, but seven types of rest for this podcast. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. So, so, okay. There's so much more we could talk about on rest, but if we did, this podcast would be two hours. So if you like this topic, just message us on social media. And if you want different angles on this topic, we can dive into it in so many different ways. Yes. Right. Yeah. But I guess to wrap it up, since we're getting near the end, um, final thoughts on rest. Cult try and cultivate a life around rest and as a daily practice yeah. and not a vacation and all be all. Yeah. And that's something really important because think about that fish metaphor in the beginning that like taking the fish out of the dirty tank and then putting it back in doesn't solve anything. Yeah. And so how can we cultivate you continually cleaning your tank? And so it's like a lot cleaner and a greater place to live so that you don't have to put yourself into that sparkling clean tank as often and then come back and feel like shit. How <laughs> can we make it a nicer transition and not all or nothing? Yeah. Like rest is a lifestyle. And the other thing is like, if you have your one homework assignment for today is what is one way that you can implement rest as a daily practice this week? And it can be tiny. It can be taking five minutes to not look at your screen. It can be, um, doing something that doesn't force you to be creative. Like think of those seven types of rest, pick one. What is a 10 minute way you can use it this week? It can be instead of scrolling the news or whatever, which I am very, 
I do that. I would do that in the morning is take your morning coffee or whatever, take your breakfast and just like look outside while you're doing that. Yeah. For, for two minutes. what's going on minutes. outside. Yeah. And that, that's like, the, it's the small changes you make every day that lead to big impact. So that's where to start. And rest can be uncomfortable in the beginning. And that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It means it's different and you'll start to notice that. And if it's really wrong, like, okay, ask yourself why that was really not the right course to take and what can you can do differently. So it's like, if it's just those two minutes and that two minutes made you uncomfortable, but you do feel better, like you're on the right track. Totally. Rest can be uncomfortable, even though we think it like, well, I'm resting, so it should be comfortable. Like I should just need this, right? No, it can be uncomfortable because you're learning to take it because you've been told you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. There's a lot to dismantle there. Okay. Now to close, we have two client stories to share with you. You go first. Okay. So I might've already told this client story, but I will tell it in a different way because of this topic. Um, I've been really resistant to rest myself inside of my business. And obviously I've experienced burnout and I like pushing myself really hard, but I think it's important when you are like shifting anything in your life to find basically expanders or people who are doing the things that you want to be doing. And so a huge expander for me was actually one of my clients who was super burnt out. She actually took two months off from business, two months off from posting, two months off from selling and just did what was fun for her. She went on retreats. She went to sound baths. She did healing things. She learned how to paddleboard. She went kayaking. She did everything that she thought would be fun so she could reconnect with herself for two months. And she still landed clients in that time. She didn't post any new content. She still landed clients. She still made money. I think she worked with five new clients in that time, but they didn't start with her until after those two months were over. Her account still grew. She got like a thousand more people in her Facebook group. Like, and she did nothing. And it's like, wow, like someone was truly rewarded for following their intuition that they needed a break. And I think sometimes we can catastrophize taking a break in our mind, even from a regular job, right? You're like, when I come back, when I have 4,000 emails, whatever, whatever. It's like, well, what if things just worked out for you? And that's a question I also ask myself, like, well, what if things just worked out? What would that look like? Best case scenario, what would happen? And like living in that mindset, I, I like that. It's way more empowering. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think The client story I'm going to tell is about creating an invitation for rest because like if you were to do that, she gave up control. And so something I'm working on with a client um, this week is her struggle with control and need for control and that isn't allowing her to rest. Mm -hmm. And that's not allowing for right now. She feels very stuck in what she's doing because the last thing that's holding her back is control. And she's let it go in some ways and she's noticing how good that's been. And so we focused this week really on understanding like, okay, so we give up control in your social life and like, look at how much that's played out and how much that's benefited you. And so now we're talking about in other ways, how to start doing that for her. And it's been eye opening for her as well as like a confidence booster to keep reminding herself in one way of her life, how she's already done it to use that as like, an expander for herself of like, I've already done it once. I can do it again in this way. And even if I don't figure it out right away, I'm going to figure it out because I know how to do this. I know how, what it feels like to not have this control and how relaxing that can be. And so cultivating that more in her life and not on demand because she does feel so on demand, which is impacting her creativity and every, where she wants to go next. Yeah. I love that. And I think like, 
multiple times you've mentioned this and it's so important, like finding evidence of when this behavior you want to have now has worked for you in the past. Like, you know, so maybe my client couldn't look back and be like, oh, I've taken two months off before and everything worked out fine. But maybe there was one day where she didn't work as hard and still had sales come through. And like your client, maybe there were times in the past where she didn't let it totally go of control, but there were tiny moments where that made sense. And even in my life, I can look at, okay, when was I rewarded for resting? Like what happened after a long weekend when I didn't look at my phone? Oh, I had lots of creativity. I had lots of ideas and start collecting that bank of evidence. I even remember when I first started my business, I had to make a list of uh, evidence that I was good enough to be a business owner. So I would believe it. And I would look at it and be like, okay, I've done these things. I can do this too. You know, and like that collection of evidence can help you with releasing control with finding rest, with just like shifting any part of your confidence or life. And it's like, it can be so small and don't diminish that because it's small. Well, in this big way, I can't do this as think of that small way as that is hope that you can do this and keep growing in that way. Um, and so don't diminish just because something small doesn't mean it's like bad. We're going to go into that heavily next week with goal setting. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're going to deep dive and I'm going to journal heavily this week on what, being in Mexico for two months, mostly alone, has meant and brought and the goals that Cute. I had for coming here. Um, I like it. And how your goals don't need to be as big. And that's not bad. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes you think you have a goal and then the goal is like, nah, you need this goal instead this week. <laughs> and okay. that is okay. <laughs> and we're going to talk about accepting that and Losing control over your goals, but gaining a higher sense. And and shifting, yeah, the meaning of success in goal setting. Okay, yeah, that's all next week. So we hope you enjoyed this week's topic. We've enjoyed this week's topic. Um, I hope you like this podcast. I hope you download it. I hope you leave us a review. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Um, feel free to message us on social media and let us know what future topics you want us to talk about. We will add it to a list of ideas and get to it as soon as we can. And um, yeah, that's it for us on the Living Adventures podcast. Anything else? No. No. Bye, everybody. Week.